This episode of the OP Radio Podcast sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Use the promo code OP at manscaped.com and get 20% off right now with free shipping. Now on with the show. Hey there, buddies. I am a fan of the OP Radio Podcast, and my name is Creamy Butters. We had a rough last couple of months. Uh, we lost our, our pal, Chef Carl. Many of you, like myself, didn't know the guy. A complete stranger, uh, bawling your eyes out. Also, laughing as hard as I've ever had in the last two months, you know, listening to the podcast and hearing some of the old stories. You know, whether you've actually got to go to his restaurant, that's awesome. If you're a friend of his in real life, like Chef Anthony or uh, Vic Sherrod and Opie, I can't even understand what you guys have lost. But I would say to Vic, Sherrod, and Opie in particular, uh, you've heard us say over the last two months how much we love Chef. And it's true. There's a big gap and a big missing thing in the universe right now that we're all going to try to fill just by being uh, not better people, but funner people, drunker people perhaps, or well-fed people. Uh, we're going to try to take up that torch. But you've heard us say that we love Carl a lot over the last couple of months. But I want you to know, Vic and Sherrod and Opie, we fucking love you guys, too. And we have your motherfucking backs like we always have and we always fucking will. And it's okay that when something hurts and it's fucked up and it messes you up emotionally, it's okay to move on from that after a while. It's okay to go on. Life goes on. Carl would want you to fucking dance with a motherfucker or have a goddamn hot dog and move the fuck on. Always laughing your fucking balls off. That's what he would want. That's what we want and that's what you guys want. So it's okay to move on. We'll always remember, Chef, this whole Twitter thing is going to be an electronic roadside memorial to this wonderful, wonderful brother that we have that'll never fucking end. I'm looking forward to moving on. I'm looking forward to always hearing great fucking stories about Chef. But it's okay to move on. It's time. It's time for Pinkies Up Forever. It's time for the Opie Radio Podcast. Uh, with Matt Farrer from the Smoking Tire, and we're back at the uh, Classic Car Club of Manhattan. You added an of there, but besides, but that's the closest you've gotten yet. <laughs> oh, really? What, Classic Car Club Manhattan? Yes. You gave me a tour, and wow, man. There's you some know, cool cars here. Quickly for the podcast, because uh, you know the visual is in the description of this uh, episode. Like I said, there's a link to the YouTube vid video, because you gave me a great tour. But for the podcast, quickly tell me what's in this room right now. Uh, Land Rover Defender 90, a Datsun 240Z, a Lotus Evora 400, a Ford Bronco, old one, a replica Shelby Cobra, a 63 Lincoln Continental convertible. Wait, slow down with that, because that was the most impressive car for me. Because of the JFK thing? Yeah, that's the car that JFK yeah. was assassinated in. Yeah. Not, not the exact car, obviously, <laughs> but... Wait, it, I wonder where... It's got to be at the Smithsonian or something, right? Where's the actual JFK car? I would bet be because people get triggered so fast uh, in this day and age that it's actually not on display, Matt. I bet you it's. I you bet don't think it's, it's on in, display. No, I bet you it's in a basement somewhere because it, it would trigger some people. <laughs> I asked Siri where the JFK assassination car is, and it gave me a map to JFK Airport. <laughs> oh, there you Thanks, go. technology. <laughs> But it's pretty badass to see, oh, cool see the car, yeah, man. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. And, uh, and especially in New York, you don't see those. I actually see Suicide Door Contis quite a bit. I don't. They're not common, but like if you go to a lot of car shows, you know, yeah. you see them in yeah. LA. They're great LA cars, right? You know, uh, top down, straight lines, low speeds. It's perfect. I love how you were telling me on the video that the Bronco is a piece of shit because that's they are. out of all the cars in the showroom. I'd want that Bronco for the beach to do some uh, uh, surf casting. And I, I don't I would throw my rods <laughs> in the back of that orange Bronco. I'd be so happy. It's very you, and it's orange like your hair. <laughs> well, it's like very. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very you. It is that. No, I'm not even giving you shit. That is very you. You know, you forced me to get a haircut because I, I'm sick of you calling me Boris just, Johnson hair. Finally, I was just gonna, I was just gonna poke at that until it fucking happened. No, it's like oh, you're looking good. No, you're good. Yeah, thank you. No, First the, haircut since I, Carl died. I don't want to. Oh, really? It's like that. Oh, yeah, man. it's time to move on, man. <laughs> I think even Carl would say it's time to move the fuck on. What are you from, well, Narnia? I, I, uh, I, I wasn't wearing it before, but I, I did put on the Guy Fieri. Uh, party invite wristband for this event. I got, got you too, too. Man. I have not been wearing it the entire time. Right. Not because I didn't want to, but actually because it smells kind of weird. <laughs> oh, it's starting to smell? Not, I haven't... Like fu- not like funk. It smells like rubber. I, I haven't taken mine off since smell. California, but it's a Ruizing, uh, Mad Cuban, like black armband, basically. Yeah, Chef, or, or Chef Fieri wristband. made them for, as, a, as tickets to his party. Oh, is that what that was? That, yeah, these were tickets I, to the party. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing <laughs> no you kept idea. it. Right. <laughs> no idea. All right, what oh, else no, is in... But the Bronco, I, yeah. I don't, just to finish on that, I don't want to single out this Bronco. This Bronco is no shittier than the rest of them. This is a this is a good Bronco. Like, Classic Car Club has nice cars. Like, this, I don't want to crap oh, on Oh, no, them. I know. In general. The, like, so. See, that's where I get in trouble because then I wouldn't explain that actually this place is awesome with some amazing yeah, yeah. cars. Oh, yeah. I'm and only pointing out the one car that you said was right. a, a piece of junk. And there's also there's three Porsches, an old Corvette, right. and, a, and some BMWs. We got the James stuff. Dean car in here, too. Not yeah, the, there's an old Porsche 550. But that's Spider. the exact year of the of the car that it's he died in. It's a replica in? of it, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No 50, kidding. 55, I think. That looks pretty badass, actually. It weighs nothing. I really? Mean, I think it. I think that car weighs like eleven hundred pounds. It's like it's probably like if you thought like like look at that Lotus. Like most people think of Lotuses as a light car. Yeah, that little Porsche weighs like a third of what that wow. Lotus weighs. Yeah. So does it does um, it hug the turns if it's that light? Well, look, we're talking about the fifties. Yeah. So for the fifties, it was for good. the fifties. Yeah, it was a very successful. I mean, that was basically a race car in the fifties. In the in the in the in the old days. The line between race car and street car was a little closer together. You know, those cars, they, they didn't have roll cages in the right. cars. You know what I mean? They didn't have a lot of the things that modern race cars have. Yeah. And so it was entirely conceivable that you could buy a race car and drive it on the street. And people did. Wow. People did. I mean, it, it was a, it was really, a, you know, sports car racing is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, it, because people were racing their sports cars. I mean, it, you know, they did. And so, uh, so was it? Good handling and 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 good at racing at the time. Yeah, if you are used to driving a modern car and you got in that, you would find it exceptionally sketchy. <laughs> you'd be, yeah. You'd, you'd hit a pole within minutes. The first turn. Sketchiness has a real appeal when you when people buy cars like that. The first thing they do is brag about how sketchy it is. Oh, they like it's got, it's got, yeah, it's like I'm, it's like an I'm taming this beast kind of thing, oh, you know. Okay. And there's a another car called a, a Porsche Carrera GT, which actually is is sort of like the modern version of that, yeah. Um, uh, in some ways, and it's the car that Paul Walker and Roger Rodas died in, uh, in 2013, and those cars were known for being particularly sketchy. Um, uh, they were very powerful. They had no stability control. The tires they came with from the factory were not good. What's up? We're gonna be welded. Oh, I don't care if you weld. Welding's well, not that loud. Yeah, yeah we're you good, man. A compressor welding's not that loud. You're so nice. I know, I know. You're That's hanging okay. a race car on the on the wall here at uh, it, Classic Car Club Manhattan. Absolutely. What's your name, man? Murph. Murph. That's a good. That's a good welder name. What are we, <laughs> what are we hanging today? A uh, radical. Yeah, we came in here and uh, I saw Zach uh, Mosley, who's one of the uh, one of the owners guys who runs this place, and he goes, "Yeah, you see that radical hanging on the wall today." I was like, "Oh, that's pretty awesome." So, so wait, call me up. What's the procedure for hanging a race car on a wall? Well, basically, I came here last week, uh, this week, took the car apart, figured out where the frame is, and we made a custom bracket that bolts to the frame, and we're going to weld it to the frame. D- are we then, certain the the wall can hold this weight? No, no, we're putting an I beam. <laughs> oh, you are. we're adding an I beam across the roof. Oh, cool. And chains that are all sized out. That's going to be awesome. Oh, How cool! Badass. Thanks, Murph. Don't okay. worry, man. And how long? In an hour? Oh, shit. All we'll right. stick around for that. Okay. If it gets too loud, we'll just leave. You guys do your thing. 
<laughs> Hanging a car on the... Is there anything more badass? Like, the... Is there like, anything more my manly? Dream home, my, my dream home, you when, know what I mean? Yeah. Is not one of those crazy billionaire homes. Yeah. But if I had a crazy billionaire home, it would totally have a car on the wall. You would just hang something. Fuck what, yeah. what, what car would you hang a, from your a, ceiling? A DeLorean. A DeLorean. Because a DeLorean, to me, was my dream car when I was a kid. I owned one for a while also. Yeah. And it's the car I most want to look at and never drive. <laughs> it's best. I learned when I when I sold my DeLorean yeah. uh, like a couple of years ago, a friend of mine took uh, one of the photos I took for the for sale ad. I took really nice photos of the car. I made good money on this car and the way I presented it, I think, is why. But um, he took one of my photos and made a huge painting of it, like probably five, six feet wide, and I hang it on my wall. I get exactly the same amount of satisfaction from the painting as I got from the car. <laughs> so having a DeLorean and having a painting of a DeLorean right. are exactly the same. Good for you, man. <laughs> so we got some action here today. And then uh, quickly, what else is in this room right now? Uh, well, there's a radical race car that's not getting hung on the wall. Right. I did ask Zach, this this Porsche 964 is a club car. And he said they've, they've, uh, they've had it for a long time. And it, it's actually quite fast. It's got a hot rod motor in it. And then this BMW M4 GTS, and then there's some other stuff, like McLarens in the other room. I this noticed place they is stocked. Right I now. noticed they knew we were coming today, and they hid the McLaren because for the people that are fans of the uh, the podcast, last time we were here, it was me, Matt Farrer from the Smoking Tire, and uh, Carl, and I. Uh, they needed my keys to move my car, and I threw the keys over the two hundred seventy thousand dollar McLaren, and everyone freaked out. Not the, actually, the people here didn't freak out. You guys freaked out. I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I freaked out. I think, I, I think I was nervous that it could have been a bad throw, <laughs> possibly. But it was fine. Ultimately, I got skills. Ultimately, it was fine. Oh, yeah. So I I went last week to drive the new Audi R8, and we don't need to talk about the car. It was a fucking great, great car. But Audi, Audi has a tendency to give. Oh wow, that's what he means by fucking welding. Holy shit, that's the welding. I said, you're not going to be running a compressor or anything, are you? And he was like, oh, uh, uh, maybe we should get in the Conti. Oh, wait. Oh, I see. Oh, I see the weather. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. This may be tough for audio, huh? Ah, I don't know. How's it in your headphones right now? Is it fucked? It's got to be a disaster. It kind of sounds cool. You think so? Yeah, I think it sounds cool. How long can they weld? A fucking long time, (laughs) Ope. I didn't expect this. They're hanging a car on the wall. Yeah. Oh, there's sparks. Should we go hide across the floor? Huh? What? There's sparks flying. Oh my god! It's all over the place. Yeah. They. Ain't, oh yeah. They ain't messing around here today. So. Well, should we go in the, a different room, maybe? Uh, yeah, I should, guess. Should we try and go like down in the in the shop over there? Yeah. So let's do that. Let's, all right. Let's walk so into this the shop. This is not Conwell. It, no, it's going. This is the. This is what people expect from my. I podcast. mean, I guess Murph did warn us. He did. He came over and said, "Boys." You're, you're not going to want to be there when we start welding. <laughs> I right, grab that. When the shit goes down. Grab that because I get oh the... Oh, boy. Hang on. All right, we are really tethered here. All right. We're wandering again. Hey, this is a great opportunity to tell you about uh, Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped is back with the program, Matt Farr. I'm very, very happy about Thank that. Thank God. Support for Opie Radio comes from Manscaped. Oh, hi. Who's the best oh, in the men's below-the-belt grooming? Manscaped offers Wait. precision-engineered tools... For your family jewels. Are we getting an update on our omelets? Food, food ready? Uh, almost. 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 Okay. Um, grape tomatoes, mushrooms, and cheddar. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Look at that service. How's your balls, uh, Matt Farah? Um, mildly sweaty, but okay. I mean, do you shave them though these days? <laughs> do I shave my balls? Yeah. Do you shave your I balls? I use a buzzer. I use a buzzer on my balls. Oh. We're in like uh, the meat locker room. <laughs> We're and just it's, it's warm. There's like there's cushions here. Where the I, fuck are we? I started Spring shaving my balls when I was living in Boston. So I've been shaving my balls for 20 years, Matt Farah. Uh, congratulations. They give you a coin for that? Like AA? <laughs> they, they should. Look at it here. Who cares? <laughs> Let's just stand here for a second. All right. Because I want to tell you a story. So I didn't shave my balls. I was in Boston, and one of the sales guys up there, his name was Crazy Jim, because he was absolutely fucking out of his mind. And he, for some reason, told me I really need to shave my balls. Not that he ever saw my hairy nuts. but He, <laughs> he just was extolling the virtues of it? Yeah, he goes, you know, do you shave your balls? And I said, no, man. And he's like, oh, you got it. It's just the greatest thing ever. 
And uh, one thing about Crazy Jim that I got to tell you. So when me and Anthony uh, were up there at AAF, he was nuts, this guy, right? Uh And in the studio, we had uh, wrestling cutouts, life-size wrestling cutouts. Uh, It could be like The Undertaker. I forgot which wrestler it was exactly. So Crazy Jim comes into the studio and he goes behind one of the cutouts at life size and he just starts giggling like an idiot. And me and Anthony are like, what the fuck's wrong with you, Jim? Why are you laughing? Why are you back there, right? And he wouldn't tell us what was going on and he wanted us to figure it out ourselves. He cut out before our show where, where the, the crotch is <laughs> <laughs> and put his, his freshly shaven, shaven balls through the, uh, through the cutout. Me too. <laughs> that's a me too that's a, that's a me too moment. No, you definitely can't do cannot that do anymore. that in the studio now. What, what does this have to do with Manscaped? I oh, have shit, no we idea. Yes. Well, I, I like really working, working with sponsors, right? Uh, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Wow, we're talking about Christmas already, Matt Farah. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. We're talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimming won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you could use it in the shower. I did not know it was waterproof. Sounds like you don't shave your balls. It really sounds like I, you know. I use I use a trimmer on my balls. Well, you got to get the manscape. We'll hook it up, and and how about we get them to sponsor the Smoking hook Tire podcast? It up, son. All right, uh, and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. I gotta admit, is it? I love the razor so much that I usually. Well, it depends, but sometimes I shave my face and then I shave my nuts, and sometimes I, I get distracted oh, yeah, and I without- shave my nuts and then I shave my face. <laughs> But the people at Manscaped.com, they don't want you to do that. <laughs> the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Yep, deodorant for your balls. Now, this is something new. I've never put deodorant on my balls. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, or your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. All right, this is what you need to, to know, guys. 20% off. And free shipping with the code Opie, O-P-I-E, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Opie at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Opie, O-P-I-E. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud. And support my sponsors, please. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud. <laughs> that is a really, that is that is some tagline. <laughs> you, won't, you won't forget it. Host must read. <laughs> Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud. That's why I do all the other stuff. And no, I, I put my own stories in there. That's fantastic. Right. So we're at uh, Classic Car Club Manhattan. and uh, Wait, I, you wanted to ask me about the pen because the, yeah. the, the chemicals. Yeah. So... You want to try to go back into the showroom? Or I mean, it's, it's loud. loud. Fuck in there, but we could right. go in. We're, we're walking. And we're walking. Oh, well, you know what? Why don't we go into the, the shop to the right? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to go through. Right. Passing the suicide door, Conti. Yes. Uh, so the thing with the pen is people are getting sick because there's this vitamin E, right, in the, in the liquids that they're putting in the vape pens. They only just figured this out like 10 yeah. days ago. Sorry yeah. about this. We're walking past the welders. Wow, look at the sparks. Yeah. That's welding awesome. is welding is really fun. Okay. I bet if we go down by the end over there. Yeah, we'll be all right. We're walking in. past the uh, $270,000 McLaren 600LT Spider. It's nice. That's what I uh, I threw my car keys over. We got to record down here, homie, cuz they chased us away with their welding. Yeah, the welding's a little loud there. So the pens, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't claim to know anything, but in California, as part of the law, they're required to put the, the the lab results when they sell it yeah and it it shows in in the ones that I've been been buying just very very minuscule amounts of, of that vitamin E stuff so yeah but it, minuscule might be just enough to get uh, your lungs all fucked up I got a different pen than you you got the G pen which I, I have love the, I have the Pax and the Pax era that is pretty the Pax pods are pretty heavily regulated okay yeah oh that's good but to know. um. Yeah, in California specifically, like that's like we're in like we're in like super legal land there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look, I I think I'm at the the the, the safest possible version of the thing. See, I was stupid because with all the vaping thing, you know, everyone was hearing the stories and people having problems with the vaping. I'm sitting there hitting my uh, my pen. 
Going, it's not going to be me. <laughs> no, and I'm thinking like, oh, that's that's the cotton candy and the whatever the hell they, they uh, yeah. the flavors are. And then someone uh, came to me and said, no, idiot, you got to worry about that as well. But the vitamin E. So now I'm, uh, now I, I guess I got to go back to joints, old school. I mean, joints. look, obviously, if you can, uh, I prefer that always. Real, real flowers is the way to go. But yeah, it's not really. I can't really travel with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, but I. It's not worth. It's not worth rolling those dice. This would be a good time Even to tell you that at the last minute, I got paranoid, and I left those edibles oh, in uh, Santa Rosa. What a bitch you are! So there's a there's a fucking scavenger hunt. Where are they? Send someone to go get them. No, there's a maid that. that oh yeah. When, when uh, she or he, she right? I don't think I've ever seen a he clean, cleaning a, a room. Are you allowed uh, to say I, that? I have, but. Yeah. I think you can. You, we can give you a she there. All in right. Past, so but. somebody found the edibles that you got me as a nice gift that I was too scared to fly with. <laughs> in the end, <laughs> so, <That's> so funny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even telling You're you. You're such this. a bitch. That's so funny. Well, I'm scared to fly with that shit. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about those. You, you, you sure? Yeah, nobody cares. No, about your personal weed, nobody cares. Yeah. Especially, especially since CBD is is like nationally legal now. People like I don't recommend carrying a suitcase full of ganja or edibles yeah through the airport but like people i think understand that your personal whatever right is your personal whatever and like they just don't give a shit i mean they what? just you the said, csa doesn't have anything to do like they're gonna take your personal no, edible like come on no it's funny you told me all this in santa rosa yeah and i still got you still at the last second. that's fine whatever <laughs> but not everybody can be bold like me but the other thing is i i got here first uh classic car club manhattan and all of a sudden you text me and you said i'll be there soon Wait till I tell you why I'm late. <laughs> and then you came in a little frazzled, and I started laughing at you because I'm usually the frazzled yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I go, Matt, look at you. You're all frazzled and shit, just trying to fucking bust your balls a little bit. And then then you told me what you're going to say now, and I went, holy shit. Yeah, I was now I understand why you're frazzled. I was walking here from Times Square because I took the train in from suburbia. Yeah. And I was walking on 40th Street sort of by the Lincoln Tunnel entrance, and a Greyhound bus ran a dude over and when i say ran a dude over i mean thunk thunk like boat front wheels back wheels ran the dude over ran him oh not a got greyhound hit. bus a greyhound bus ran a dude over he was alive and wait wait you got to slow down though so where were you were you waiting for I a light was like a half a block away okay i but I was approaching an intersection, yeah. and I saw the guy crawling on the ground from the middle of the street to the to the, uh, the sidewalk. Yeah, and so you uh, didn't actually see him get hit. I or? didn't actually see him get hit. There, another woman had pulled over in a car, yeah, and got out of the car and was videoing, and I was like, okay. And the dude, the dude, like started like screaming at me that he got had got hit. He looked. He looked a little wobbly. <laughs> no, I mean he, he was lay, he was on the ground. Yeah. You know he didn't look like bloody or anything, uh, and he was screaming. And and I'm walking. You know I brought this Apple Watch yeah. for the uh, for the auction, and I'm just walking down the street carrying this Apple Watch, and I, I'm I, I'm aware of my surroundings, right? And I see this guy, me being a shitty person. My initial instinct is not that this person has been hurt. My initial instinct is that this is like Eddie Murphy in the beginning of Trading Places <laughs> right, right. doing a thing. Like, yeah. that was actually what I... Well, you got to... Sadly, you got to be on high... Huh? Our oh, food? our food's Thank over you. there? Okay, Thank cool. you. Wow, they're so uh, nice They here. found us. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't think no, they would find us. But sadly, when you're in New York, there's so much of that that does yeah, happen. A I lot know. Of, a lot I, of that scamming crap. And he didn't, like... At first, he didn't, like, look really hurt. You yeah. know what I mean? But then he's like, then he's going, I got hit by a bus. I got run over by a bus. And I and I go, and I'm just like, and it, I go, all right. Uh, and I, you want to call an ambulance? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, all right, fuck it, yeah. I mean, it's, he, he must have got hit by a bus. So I call an ambulance, and I'm, you know, I tell I, I tell the, the operator where we're at and what this guy said. His name is uh, it was Ramon something. He's a guy in his twenties, Hispanic dude, and. Uh, you know, send the ambulance, send whoever, whatever, and, and I'm on the I'm trying to keep the guy kind of calm, and he he pulls up his pant legs, and his legs are fucked. No, like I didn't. It wasn't like his legs were like bent around or whatever, but like he got like skinned off like the lower leg. It was it was gnarly. I mean, 
And then the woman who was filming, who that this, this, this woman um, was filming with an iPad, was like, I saw it. It was a, it was a Greyhound bus. It was front wheels, back wheels, and he and it was like, and and I and she said, she's like, there's got to be cameras around here because because I saw him. It was like, it was like, oh shit, and uh, the cops got there real fast. Where was the Greyhound bus? Gone. Greyhound bus did not stick around. Suspicious. And and we're right next to the Greyhound bus station. I'm that's, telling I, you, that's suspicious. Where, I think. Do you think those two were in on something together? Because why is why is she all highly unlikely? I think she okay. saw it. I think she saw it. Okay, fair it, enough. It seemed unlikely. I, if it was, damn, is this a scam? <laughs> right. <I> mean, <laughs> if it was, if Carl was here, he would have seen the scam. If yeah. it was, how bad it, were the legs? They were pretty jacked up. I mean, pretty bloody bad. or broken. Bloody, really bruised, like kind of skinned in some places. Yeah, like he got fucked up. This guy and okay. and it the uh, a police car, a fire truck, and the ambulance were there. Let me see how long that call was. It was the entire from when I called. Well, I'm sure they're. It's New York City. I'm sure they were there immediately. Two, in two minutes, nine one one. Two in two minutes, the ambulance was there. They were there. Yeah. Wow. And and as soon as the cops and the and the ambulance got there, I I left. But they didn't want the, your eyewitness report. I didn't have the woman. The woman right. had had whatever more than me, and she couldn't wait to talk to the cops. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure the guy got the help he needed. Right. I but it, I felt like as I walked away, I was like, Am I a piece of shit that I didn't immediately? see this person and go i need to help you i my first reaction was is it he's doing the and eddie murphy from trading places and he wants to scam me you're you're beating me to the punch you're uh you're definitely a new yorker <laughs> true and true because the thing about uh manhattan especially when you're walking around you see shit go down like yeah. usually it's like an old lady falls sometimes you see a, a guy in his early 50s with chest pains on the sidewalk yeah and the 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 first thing a typical new yorker will do is start looking around and pausing, hoping someone else gets involved first, That's and then you do that cold and true, and then you do that half step, like because you, you want to make yourself feel better, like oh, I was just about to help, <laughs> but then this woman in her early thirties is yeah. helping the uh, old lady up off the sidewalk, and now she's got to call her family and get her home, and I'm like, man, I, I, I don't and have I go, time lady, for this shit. Lady, good for you. I was right there with you. You got this? That's, she goes, yeah, I got this. And then you walk away. That's it, cold and kind of true. All New Yorkers do it. It's, it's, it's a, all I can remember. New Yorkers do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You, they do. You look around, and then if there's no one around, you go, fuck. Inside, you go, fuck. Well, I, I, as, I, I mean, as I was calling 911, I did the look around. <laughs> not, for, not to get out of there, but I, I, was, I honestly was looking for the scam. I yeah. thought there was going to be a scam. Yeah. But there was no scam. The guy really got hit by a bus. I hope. I. I, I mean, he's. You know, he's definitely not going to die. He was fine. He was not fine. But like, right above the knees, he was fine. Yeah. But like, and whatever help he needed, he was getting. But fucking gnarly, man. It was. Yeah, he's it not was, gonna... It revealed a lot to me about myself that of where my where my brain went to immediately, and then how I reacted to it. People but it don't want to get involved unless they really have to. In L.A., this happens to me a lot as well. It, like Venice Beach is probably the most that's where I live in Venice Beach it's it's not like the rest of LA where you drive everywhere you you really walk a lot in Venice and so yeah. you do interact with people on the street a lot and so you see a lot of crazy shit and you kind of fucking keep walking <laughs> you know like crazy shit happens in front of my house like all the time yeah all the time like a homeless guy stabbed a cop like 3 blocks from my house like a couple days ago and the chopper was circling for hours and someone my someone broke into my neighbor's house two weeks ago yeah and he, he was out of town he's got this on video because he's got cameras in his house right she broke into the window low ground floor window went into his closet put on a cashmere sweater it's really like some john varvado sweater <laughs> nice. like, he's got good taste he's got like nice expensive clothes good for him she missed she she did not take his twenty five thousand dollar watch which was actually sitting there she went to his fridge Made a little snack, had a drink of something, was in his house for like a half hour, and and grabbed. He has he has three uh, three cars. This guy, two uh, two Porsche sports cars, one like that GT3 in there, and then one called a, a Cayman. Yeah. And then he has a, a Macan, the Porsche SUV. And so this girl, she's got like a bowl that's got all his keys in it, and there's like the main keys and the backup keys and whatever. So there's probably like 
10, 11 keys in, in this bowl. So she grabs all of them and throws all the keys in her bag. She goes in the garage. The sports cars are in the garage. She, the, he has this on video. She's looking at the sports cars, thinking about, like, what am I going to do with these cars? <laughs> right. She's like a crackhead chick. <laughs> and she's like, I can't, I, this is not the, the correct tool for this job. Goes out to his driveway, gets in the Macan. She's sitting in the Macan in his driveway for like a half hour. Eventually gets the car started or whatever and leaves. And she goes to her parents' house, like by San Diego. Her parents see her drive up in this fucking Porsche that's not hers, clearly. How, how much is the Porsche worth? Maybe like 60, 70K. Okay, okay. I mean, it, but still. Know. Is a port is a yeah. is a Porsche that is not yours, right? And, <laughs> and it's very obvious. It's to very everyone. obvious, and it's plated in Connecticut, like we're in California, <laughs> like, and so uh, no story would make sense. In she that. pulls up to her and parents' they call, house. Yeah, they call the cops on her. The and, parents did. Yeah, the parents called the cops. The girl got arrested, and my friend's car got recovered. But like the, that the, that incident, the stabbing, and like all it was like last just last week. Yeah. So it's just craziness going on around me. I'll be honest though. When it comes to kids, I, I get involved immediately. You like, know, what do you mean? Like it's if, it's more the, the like a parent and a kid. You get involved. What do you or what do you mean? Uh, I have over the years. Like if you saw a parent hitting a kid, I, it's it drives me insane. It drives. Have you me seen insane. a parent hitting a kid? Like yes, a, and I it, haven't it, seen that. And it 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 it, it, it it's like a gut punch when you yeah. see it. And then you got people out there, they're like, hey, man, it's none of your business. Fucking, you know, that's how I discipline my kids. And I'm like, I, I've given up on the argument, to be honest with you. Uh -huh. You know, I personally do not do that. But if it works for you, uh, who am I to say? I mean, I mean you know, I think, it, I think you're standing up for the kid. Isn't that what you're doing? Yeah. Because you see the innocence right away. Yeah. I'll usually say something. I'm not going to, like, strong arm the, the mom or the dad or whatever. But no one. You don't know. What if that kid's a total sociopath? <laughs> what if it's going to be what the if, next Hitler? What if he had it coming? <laughs> if you had the chance, would you kill baby Hitler? <laughs> oh, yeah, and like it. <laughs> you know what I would have done? I would have let Hitler into art school. Yeah. We could have solved a lot of this if yeah. they just let Hitler fucking paint. If you're going in a time machine and you have the knowledge and you see baby Hitler in a crib, you're strangling the life out of him. No, just let him go to art school. It's the dumbest. It's the, oh, yeah. If you let Very him good. go to art school. I should have went with, you, with that, that. Is, that solves a lot of problems. I, I should have went with that. Yeah. But that dumb argument, if you had the chance, would you kill baby? Yes, of course, especially if you have the knowledge. End of <laughs> end of debate. Actually, because now I've had a minute or two to think, it's mostly fucking nannies. Oh yeah, that yeah. strong arm kids on the street. And yes, I get involved yeah. and I'll say something. If and then, a, and if there's a, a nanny, and that that's different. But I'll jump right in and go, "What the hell, man? Yeah. What did that kid do?" Yeah. If it's a nanny, especially because now it's like it's hard to argue with a parent over how they want to raise their child. I mean, yeah. But. A nanny is like, it's pretty objective that you're not supposed to yeah. be doing that shit. See, yeah, most of us got hit growing up. I don't, I got, I think I got, I, I, I remember getting, getting spanked once, and I think my mom apologized later for it. <laughs> I seriously did. Right. My house was, I grew up in a house that was like a fucking Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. It was too, it was like too, that, too white picket fancy, and that, it was conservative, not like, religious oppression conservative but like yeah we just like didn't talk about things <laughs> so one reason i don't i don't spank my kids or do any of that stuff i'm convinced if you that's where the fetishes come from it's oh, shit that oh, happened oh, to you oh, oh. when you were growing up I and didn't. somehow somehow the wiring your brain gets fucked up and next thing you know you're into getting spanked or you're into feet or you're into whatever the hell I've heard you talk about that before, and it's <laughs> I, I, totally I, possible, but I'm not into getting spanked, so I don't think it's connected. Well, well you only got spanked I, once, I actually kind of suck. I don't have fetishes, which is unfortunate. I wish I did. Yeah, I don't really have fetishes I, I kind of wish I did. I think it would be easier. It'd be kind of fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I have a thing, an activity. <laughs> you know, an activity I like, extracurricular. What kind of fetish would you like to have that you don't? I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's kind of a... I know. <laughs> oh, I really. I wish I was into uh, uh, pinky right, toes. Right. <laughs> I would. Uh, I would like to dress up like a chicken. Oh my God, whoever's motorcycle that is, they must be fucking so deaf. That bike was so loud. That what just went by? Yeah, it was a Ducati with like no exhaust on it. Wait, you it. could tell just by the sound. Uh, of of certain certain bikes, I can. Well, the West like, Side Highway is right there. There's actually a, there's a scene in uh, the, in the like I think it was the last Fast and Furious that that uh, 
that Paul Walker was in before he died. Yeah. There's a scene where he he hears a couple bikes and he goes, "Oh, those are Ducatis." And they go, "How do you know?" And it's it's a dual it's an overhead cam V twin. It's the only motorcycle that sounds like that. Wow. Right. Yeah. I, I live close to the West Side Highway, and every once in a while at night. I mean, it's unbelievable how fast some of these motorcycles go. Oh, yeah. uh, going north on the, on the West Side Highway, and every once in a while, you lose one. Oh, do you hear? And, do you and, hear him go down? Uh, I've never heard him go down, yeah. but I'll see the aftermath yeah, where the yeah. where the cops are looking for where the fucking body went. Yeah, because all they have on the West Side Highway is the bike, and, the and they don't have a like person. In the trees. Or in the Hudson River, or wherever oh, the hell, they God. don't know where it is. Every once in a while, just That's... looking for the body. <laughs> well, that happens like up by me, where um, you know I drive in the mountains when I make my videos and whatever. Right. And guys on motorcycles, you know, occasionally will will lose it and go off the cliff, you know. And sometimes they'll do a you... Kevin Hart. <laughs> he didn't go off a cliff. He went off. And he went into a ditch. But uh, I but... thought it was a bit of an embankment. It was a bit of an embankment, but I'm talking about with these motorcycles. I'm talking about off a cliff. Really? I'm talking you go off a cliff and you go down hundreds of feet to wow. the bottom. Of it, and they don't find them for a while. Right. You know, they send the, the helicopters and shit. And cars go down there, too, sometimes. You can wow. see a car go up. No kidding. A guy rolled his Porsche down the cliff, like, a couple weeks ago. He was okay, but the car was... He made know, it. He was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Porsche's a very safe car. Um, ah. He, and he didn't. He didn't sail it. He rolled it. So it was like yeah. you'd rather roll than f if you sail it. Right. You're having a real bad one. I got a lot of uh, abuse over that <laughs> over that episode we did in the in what? the Porsche. Oh, because you were being a bitch in the Boxster Spider. <laughs> you were being such a bitch. <laughs> and did you like the story I wrote though? I wrote a good piece I, for Road and Track. I thought it was amazing. It was how, how did people get it? Uh, you can find it at RoadandTrack.com. Okay. Uh, it's it's on. It was for for web. It didn't make it into the print issue, but um, that fucking blows. It, it was well written. It was. Oh yeah, no. It, it was wasn't. basically your experience uh, <laughs> driving from L.A. to Santa Rosa to to do the Carl thing. So so you get a lot of the car talk, and then you talk about Carl a little bit, and then yeah, and then your bitch friend Opie. And, it's uh, like a little. There's a guy. I, it was I nice. Grew, a guy I read growing up named Peter Egan who wrote a lot he wrote car reviews but they were never really car reviews it was always wrapped in another story and so i try to write like that it, it was well written thanks so um, that's at rodentrack.com if you search road and track boxster spider matt farah you know it'll, it'll come up immediately and speaking of the porsche did you see the story where the one went through the house yeah, second, the guy launched it, yeah? Yeah, and everyone sent Oof. that article to me basically saying, Hey, Matt Farrah, this is why Oak doesn't want to go fast. Yeah, that guy, someone someone well, had a What's the story up. behind that? I don't know. I just I saw the headline and moved on. Hang on, let me see. He went, he went flying. Let me search the Porsche through house story and see what it's about. Not, not only did he go through the house, he went through the second story. That <laughs> is impressive. Porsche crashes in the second story of New Jersey building, building killing two. Launch control off an embankment. So a boxer convertible travel at a high rate of speed car is crunched i mean the car look at that the car that, that car is donezo huh? wow um I, I didn't realize he basically they they i didn't realize like two they, people died yeah it seems like they lost it hit an embankment and 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 just and launched and just like i've seen videos of shit like that where where someone you know goes down into one of those ditches between the highway at 100 miles an hour and it becomes a right. evil knievel style ramp sure some of the videos are crazy <laughs> there's one where some lady sails an audi like 200 feet wow uh, it's amazing i just got really hungry should we end this show at 42 minutes and go no eat? we ain't ending let's keep walking all right what? I bet our eggs are going to be cold as shit. I know. We got uh, omelets coming from Classic Car Club Manhattan. We're walking through the, the what, what is this? Just the. Uh, this is the workshop. Yeah, the workshop area. Anything in here you want to just tell the people about? Like I said, that, that I, we made a video before this podcast. Yeah, go it's, watch the video. It's in the description of this episode. You can just click on that. But Matt did a great job. Old Alpha, old BMWs, Volkswagen, Synchro, McLaren. Oh, could you uh, explain the Volkswagen thing again? Because the Synchro? Yeah, because that brings back memories, although it's a little different. Uh, growing up, we had the Volkswagen bus, and we had six, seven, sometimes eight kids. And people don't believe me when I say this, but it's the God's honest truth. We had bench seats in this thing, and we couldn't get all the kids in there with the luggage and stuff. So they took out the seats so we could fit more people. I, I don't know why people don't believe you. That's a very believable thing yeah. from the 70s. But I, so the van again, so in the, after they discontinued the micro bus, which is what you had, the okay. Type 2. Yeah. They actually continue to still make it in like Brazil until like 2001. I would buy one tomorrow because it would bring back memories. You could buy it and import it from from other really? countries. Yeah. Um, they then made it the newer, boxier version for the 80s called the Vanagon. And then there was a 4x4 version of the Vanagon called the Synchro. 
uh, and they're sort of like camper vans, like for overlanding. And so overlanding, oh, they're not welding anymore. Overlanding is now very uh, like a trendy, you know, a trendy thing to do, like off-roading vehicles and stuff. And and, uh, and so those Volkswagen synchros, the four by fours, are actually uh, quite valuable now. Oh, you dropped your you dropped your manscape read. And uh, those synchros are quite valuable now, and yeah. so I think that one in there, which is kitted up pretty nice, is probably uh, like a forty or fifty thousand dollar truck. You know what we could do? You want to? I'm gonna get the eggs and bring them in here. Yeah, because I want to do a few more minutes. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna like uh, do a time jump to my uh -huh. apartment to do another live read. Okay. And then I'm gonna jump back to Classic Car Club, right. Manhattan, to finish up with Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire. Opie Radio. Oh, this makes me happy. A new sponsor to the Opie Radio podcast. We're talking BetDSI, promo code Opie. Why choose BetDSI? Well, BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years. BetDSI, it's top rated on betting review sites. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week. BetDSI has a very user-friendly interface and mobile site. I hope you check it out for yourself. It's BetDSI.com. BetDSI has the fastest payouts in the industry. Simply play, win, and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and other major sports, plus politics, reality TV, eSports, virtually everything. And this is what I really like about BetDSI. Try live betting at BetDSI where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play and every minute until it ends. New members get 100% bonus match using promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E. That's more than double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use the promo code OPIE and get this limited time 100% bonus offer plus $25 free wager to test the waters. Hey, don't miss out and go make some extra cash betting this season. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. And welcome to the Opie Radio Podcast. Once again, BetDSI.com, promo code Opie. We did a little time jump. We uh, just slammed some. Uh, so I, I did a nice classic omelet at the Classic Car Club Manhattan, and you did the baked this eggs. Baked eggs thing. It's like soft boiled eggs baked in marinara sauce, served with some toast points. Fucking good. We're. Uh, I doing... just spoke toast points out loud. <laughs> that was nice. You know, that's from the the A Team. Remember the the, the modern remake of the A Team. I didn't see the modern. You didn't see it. No. It's why would I fun. see that? Because it's fun. It's a, I, it's I a hate dumb, remakes. Silly you know, it doesn't matter. You know, they did. Uh, they just redid Midway, which what's is out mid now. What's Midway. Midway is some um, some kind of like uh, war film with like planes, and uh, does it have something to do oh. with the Battle of Midway? Of oh. course, it does. I guess it's World War Two, right? I think so. Okay, sorry. So my uh, growing up. Um, for some reason, my dad didn't take us to movies. We went to like two movies or three movies. One was Jaws. Okay. And one was Midway. Really? <laughs> yeah. These were the these were the only movies you saw growing up. And I and I think I went to Mary Poppins, but I think my mom brought me there. Mary Poppins was good. Uh, so what, I don't, it was Midway good. Midway, I remember being very good. Uh, by the way, the remake of Mary Poppins, although it wasn't actually a remake, a uh, retelling of the story, was weird because they didn't use any of the old songs. What was that was, about? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah, but... Uh, but I did get to interview Dick Van Dyke. Did with, you? Yeah, with from my friend Spike's podcast. I joined him sometimes, and we interviewed Dick Van Dyke, which was so fucking cool. We're, this is like recently. This was right before that movie came out. He's well in his 90s. He's 92. Yeah. And he, I mean, he was fu full of energy. And here, here, well, you, you know why? some craziness? You know, he you, told me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. His grandmother... Shook Abraham Lincoln's hand. Wow! <laughs> like that rules. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. And he reviewed the he reviewed the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang car for us. He said he's like it was a complete piece of shit. It was impossible to drive. And he goes off on some story about how one day on set the set of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> yeah. he said it wasn't working. And he goes, I had to call up Walt and get it sorted. And I stopped him. 
call up Walt Disney. He called to call up Walt Disney and get this sword. And I was like, you are fucking old dick. <laughs> You're a fucking old you dick. You're fucking old, homie. You know what's keeping crazy. him young, though? Working. Probably. No. No. Fucking? I don't know. What's he do? What? He's got a very young wife. Oh, he does? Like, very young. Oh. Like, she, I don't think she's 50. Oh, really? Oh, I oh yeah. I didn't see her. Oh, no. Oh, and and he's in love with her, and they dance in the in the kitchen and all that. Yeah, he said he, he dances in the movie, right? Doesn't he dance? In, he he in dances his ass off wherever he goes, this Dick Van Dyke. He was he was really funny, though. He's still, he's still got it. Back to Midway. So I saw Midway with my dad, and the, that night... Was, and I told you the story on, on the podcast we shared together. You know, the car hitting our house. Oh, yeah. That was the night, that and, was after Midway. <laughs> and just like the Porsche story, yeah. that hit at the second level. It yeah. didn't go through the window. It, it just made it to the oh, second really? level. Yes. Because oh, it hit the it curb, hit. just like you said, and oh, like yeah, a rabbit went launch. flying. Yeah, good launch. So <laughs> I, I, I think I was dreaming of Midway. And then I heard the crash, and I thought it was still part of my dream. It turns out it was that 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 famous car accident. I oh my, my family. But you uh, thought house. like it was like a kamikaze. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, and and speaking of uh, my kids, while we're eating the omelets here, my wife just texted me, and they both have strap. Did one get it from the other? Is that how that works? They got it from me. Because I had Oh, strep. did you really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I kinda, Am I going to get it now? Well, after our California trip, I came home a little tired. A little no. tired and worn out, and I got uh, I got strapped. I just got my vax updated, so we're okay. Yeah. All my, cause my no, sis- I'm good my now. My sister had a baby, so I'm full of fucking vaccinations right now. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Uncle for the first time? Uncle Henry. Yeah. What do you mean, Uncle Henry? I'm sorry. Nephew Henry. Oh, you said it's Uncle weird. Henry. No, I did. I fucked it up, and you know why I fucked it up? It's it, the, the My nephew, my sister's new son, his name is Henry. Right. But Henry is like... My family's first name, like my grandfather's name was Henry. I have an uncle named Henry, and because the name is just on, I just said it wrong. You want my nephew Henry? You want to play a quick little game? Who has the best Uncle Henry story? Uh, my, all right. Yep. Let's. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Roll it up. Oh, really? What do you got? What do you got? My quick Uncle Henry story, and I think I've told it on the podcast uh, before. But my grandma had a beach house in Wading River. And we all hung out there every weekend. I'm from a big family. I have a lot of cousins, a lot of uncles, a lot of aunts, all on one side, by the way. And back in the day, they all loved to drink a lot and smoke a lot. And we only had one bathroom. So my brother, Brett, who owns F.H. Riley, he's out there in Huntington, Long Island. He's in the bathroom taking a leak. He's a tiny little kid with a little, 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 you know, little piece. And he's uh, going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden he hears, Brett, move over. And next thing he knows, he sees a giant horse cock come over his shoulder. True story. And it's Uncle Henry. Not because he's a creepy uh, uncle. It's because he had a few Budweiser's and needed to go to the bathroom, too, and he wasn't going to wait for Brett anymore. So he was peeing over Brett's shoulder while Brett was trying to pee himself. That's pretty gross. That's a good. That's a good Uncle Henry story. I suppose, yeah. It's and, and and I'm here to say it wasn't because he was creepy. It's because we <laughs> no, only had he... one. Wait, we had a second bathroom, but it was in the basement <laughs> down these really steep, creepy. Uh, Uncle Henry stairs. doesn't have to go down the stairs. <laughs> Move, kid. I gotta take a leak. All right, beat that um, Uncle Henry story. My Uncle Henry. Well, I, I can't. It's not once. St- so my Uncle Henry is my dad's older brother. Yeah. And he was a genius when he was a kid. He really? got his perfect 1600 on his SATs. <clears throat> he went to Brown. He was uh, he went to Brown, and then he went to Brown Medical School to be a doctor. He dropped out like a week before graduation, having done the entire thing. Dropped out and moved to Amsterdam for ten years. Whoa. We're talking about 1970. Two or three. Wow. What a time to move to Amsterdam. Yeah, no like, kidding. Really no, there's really no questions about what you're doing if you're moving to Amsterdam. Right. And he basically, you know, I don't even really know what he did in Amsterdam, but he eventually, to finish his medical degree, he finished it out at like the University of like Belize or, or something, <laughs> somewhere in Central America. Um, and uh, and he's really kind of an artist and sort of a he does like insurance uh, health exams on the side. He 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 can't prescribe medicine. He's a doctor, but he cannot prescribe medicine legally. <laughs> so my I, uncle Henry is a very interesting character, and I recommend you buy his paintings. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what kind of paintings? Seascapes? Kind of. Um, he actually ha- he really does have some artistic talents. He's a pretty good painter, and he did some really cool sculpting. Um, he his painting is uh, a bit like a it's a, almost it's impressionistic. It's like actually it's more like a Monet than almost anything else. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it's not bad. I got not I bad. have a couple pieces actually. Why can't he prescribe medication? Uh, the law says he can't because he did he, he prescribed himself a lot of medication. Ah, uh, yeah, that sucks. I kind of feel bad for telling that story. I hope I hope that. Why? It's real life. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's it's true. That's a true story. But I just I I, I don't want to crap on my uncle Hen- on my uncle Henry. Like, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a nice guy. I don't want to. I you know. I, I told you about my uncle with his penis over yeah. my brother's shoulder. That's yeah. Well, that's pretty. Nowadays, good. that would get you arrested. Is un- your uncle Henry alive? Uh, unfortunately not. Well, so there's no consequences to your story. I have to see this one mine at Thanksgiving. God forbid someone listens and fucking tells it. I just, I just avoid uh, family functions. <laughs> I know. I don't have. I, I look. I live. I live in the other coast. Oh, I don't make so you feel I don't have good. To go to a lot of them either. I'll tell a story about my aunt. My uh, my grandma, if she was alive, would be a hundred and nine years old. Okay, so she died uh, less than a year before I did the famous sex for Sam. Prank. Oh, so she, yeah, so she only ever saw you successful. At At St. Patrick's Cathedral, where the couple had sex in the vestibule, supposedly, and we got fired and allegedly, and pretty much blew up our careers and uh, never really got back to that point again. (laughs) So that was fun. And anyway, so my grandma died about, uh, I don't know, less than a year later. I do that stunt, I blow up my career, I am deeply depressed. Not leaving the house depressed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did I just do? Well, you didn't have the shaman then. No, it was out of... <laughs> it was pre-shaman. Honestly, it was out of our hands, but you're thinking, yeah, yeah. what could I have done? Right. We, were on t- we were like nipping at Howard Stern's heels at this point, and it all went away. Yeah. Everything for over two years. And we didn't have social media, so we were just dead in the water. So I finally decide to leave my house, and I go to... Um, uh, a pool party that my family was having, my extended family. And I'm depressed, and everyone's coming up to me like, man, you know, you all right? That type of stuff. And all of a sudden, my aunt goes, come here. With her little finger, right? And I'm like, oh, this is nice. You know, she's going to say something really heartfelt because she sees that I'm in yeah. a lot of pain right now, right? Almost suicidal back then. She goes, come here. And I walk up like, all right, this is going to be good, man. This could really help our relationship. She leans into me. And but says it loud enough and goes, I'm just so glad your grandma's not here to see what you did. <laughs> True story. Because <laughs> my grandma was very religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked at my dad. I was always looking at my dad. I go, Dad, I'm out. And I just turned around just and walked left. out. Walked out. Wow. And then the same aunt, I think it was later that same summer, my uncle's having a, a, a party. And I walk in, and I used to like, you know, growing my hair out. Uh-huh. And I, I walk into the backyard, and You're I like have- the singer of Mud Honey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of going for that look. Yeah. Good job. I can imagine, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to do a little Kurt, Kurt yeah. Cobain, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I have a plate of food I just got. The food was awesome. And I go out on the deck to say hi to my dad, because I just got there. And same aunt, loud as could be, goes- Man, with all the money you make, you'd think you would get a haircut. But she wow. meant it. She was pissed. I went, took my plate of beautiful food, <laughs> right in the garbage, and once again went, Dad, I'm out of here. Wow. I was always walking out of family functions because of her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't. She was kind of mean. Yeah. Kind of a mean lady. You, the first time, I kind of get it. If you were really, if you're really religious, having some people fucking in church is pretty bad. Well, I, If you're really that, religious. But it wasn't in the church. And it wasn't supposed to happen at all. <laughs> it was supposed to be the shock of going, oh, my God, this radio show might have a couple have sex. Yeah. I'll, I'll, let's do Inside Baseball. Because I, kn- I knew a lot of times that you didn't have to actually do the thing to get people talking. Of course. So my thought process putting church on the list was everyone listening to their cars going, oh, my God, I'm yeah, listening yeah. to every minute of this because these psychos might have a couple have sex in, in a church today. It wasn't supposed to go down that way. I had sex in a temple once. Did you? Yep. I mean, I don't know. Are blowjobs sex? Yeah. If so, then I've had Well, I don't know. What what did Clinton say? 
<laughs> Clinton is the defined deciding factor on this one. Clinton made a lot of guys go. I, I did get head in, he? my, in my temple one time. I, I think he tried to say that it's not sex officially. It's it's well, I think you, I think your yeah. aunt probably wouldn't have approved. <laughs> Bravo. Oh, bravo. Oh, bravo. Your aunt would have given me the the old... <laughs> in a temple? Yeah. I mean, I'm a Jew, so I wasn't in a lot of churches, but I was in a lot of temples. Is that okay for your religion to do that? Probably not. I think they would frown on it, but I, I, I wasn't good at that religion anyway. <laughs> I was, at, at that one? I was bad. Well, I'm bad at all religions, but yeah. just, if you don't believe in God, then you're not a lot of... Yeah. But I did the bar mitzvah thing. You know, you I told you that story, right? No, I don't think so. So I didn't want to have a bar mitzvah. I was not about it. I was I I, I as a young kid, I, I didn't understand why I had to learn fucking Hebrew. Like, what is the point of Hebrew? And she was like, "So you can," you know, and I was like, "If there's a God, He speaks English. He understands whatever language I can." You know, and I didn't want to do it, but I, I, I but I didn't have a choice. You know, I had I had to go to Hebrew school for my whole life. And, uh, or at least until I was like 13 and I, I didn't want to have bar mitzvah. Every, I went to the Jewish school ever. There was bar mitzvah every weekend. Like there was like a mailing list where people would sign up for days because yeah. they didn't want too many on the same weekend. And I didn't want to do it. I thought it was stupid. And my dad was like, listen, you know, if you do this, you know, your mom's going to be happy. Make your mother happy. I'll never make you go to temple again after this if you don't have you're, you're a man you've decided you don't you don't have to go anymore if you don't want to go and i'm gonna invite all my friends from work they're all gonna give you money <sighs> and i was like all right i'll suck it up and i sucked it up <clears throat> and i ended up getting 50 g's <sighs> now not from my parents my parents threw me a very nice party but they didn't give me that money the, uh, friends you know, right, right. In, in small lots of people in small amounts yeah. gave me that money and but my parents were smart ish <laughs> i couldn't touch it which, thank God, because I really wanted a Pentium computer. <laughs> I would have spent like six Gs on a Pentium computer. <laughs> thank God my parents were smart. They said no. They said you're, no. You're not touching this money. Not till I was 18. But when I turned 18, I went and bought a Corvette. Wow. And um, and it was the Corvette. I, 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 you know, I had the Corvette for a very, very long time until right. a couple years ago. And That's and awesome. My, my, mom was, <laughs> my mom was not happy. My dad went to bat for me. Uh, and agreed to pay the insurance for like six months, but then I had to figure out how to pay the insurance. But that um, led to what you do for a living now. Totally. No, the, yeah, of Your course. Your love it, of cars. Yeah. Now, looking backwards from here, it's a, smart it's a hilarious story yeah, of because course. it did directly lead to where I'm at it, now. It helped you. Yeah. When I wanted to be a photographer, I was a trained photographer. Like, that's what I went to college for. To make money, I was an assistant for another photographer. That's like a thing that you do at a college. And this guy shot weddings and bar mitzvahs for some heavy, heavy hitters. One of them, one bar, bar, bat mitzvah uh, for a girl was for the daughter of a record company executive. And it was at the Rainbow Room uh, above 30 Rock at NBC Universal, which actually my sister got married to the Rainbow Room last year. It was pimp, <laughs> but not as pimp as this shit. Yeah. Because 50 Cent, uh, Stevie Nicks, and Steven Tyler and Joe Perry all performed wow. at the bat, bat mitzvah. This would have been 2006. 50 Cent will sing Go Shorty, It's Your Bat Mitzvah for a million dollars. Wow. Is, is the, it, and he will change the lyrics to your to in the club to your bat mitzvah. For your little girl. For your little girl. Is it really a million dollars? It is a million dollars. You know that. Yeah. It, well, I knew it was for that party. I, it's, I bet you it's less now. But I, <laughs> but I, I, I thought about that because when I got married last year, uh, do you remember Richard Cheese? I think I heard of Richard Cheese from you. You must have. I must have heard yeah, of Richard yeah. Cheese I, from you. I love Richard Cheese. The I fucking lounge songs. Yeah, I haven't I go, thought of him in years. I but... go, Hannah, I want to hire Richard Cheese for the You wedding. got Richard Cheese for your wedding? No. She said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does smaltzy, uh, how do you, uh, lounge? lounge versions of like magic. Songs. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Like, perfect. No, you nailed it. It was. It's. He's hilarious. Yeah, but and actually reasonably priced. It's about sixty five hundred bucks to get Richard Cheese to come play at your party, which for a wedding band is is actually pretty. She reasonable. said no. She said no for the content, not for the price. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we thought we thought it would be funny if it was a smaller party, but for a big wedding, it didn't make sense for yeah. the wedding. But um, I then asked my agent in L.A. I go. You get me the list of like, what would it cost to have a band play just that like I've heard of? Yeah, you know, just out of curiosity. Probably won't happen, but like, get me the list. And I, and the list was really interesting. There's there's 
very clear tiers. <laughs> um, and like top was like Beyonce, U2, Stones. And it was like $5 million. You could get the Stones for your wedding? For $5 million. You can get the Stones to play anything you want to fucking play for $5 million. No kidding. Then below, one below that, and there was there was probably a couple other bands on that, but that's the level of band or, or artist and the level of what they command. And then you went down, Pearl Jam was on there. Pearl Jam was a million. So you have one million was, was Pearl Jam. How bad were you jonesing? Seeing, I mean, listen, if, if I had the money, if I was that kind of, if I was rolling like that, a thousand percent Pearl Jam. No kidding. A thousand percent. Then you go down to like 500 grand and 500 grand is for like a new band that's doing really well. Like a band that's like on their first or second album, but is like up in the charts right, right. now. Like Group Love and a lot of these like new uh, kind of alternative sure. bands, Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't have that kind of money, I but want... Mumford and Sons at your wedding would be amazing, and and stuff like that. And then and then I want to hear about the bottom of the list. The, so well, bad. the bottom of the list, I don't <laughs> so remember the bad. very bottom. There was some that were like five grand. I think Afro Man. Afro <laughs> Afro Man was five grand. Um, and uh, the sweet spot, the real sweet spot, was like thirty five or forty. Thirty five or forty grand would get you real big fish or would get you like goldfinger like one of the ska bands sure. from the 90s it would get you like brian setzer orchestra right uh in terms of i don't remember what b52s like, yeah yeah stuff like that like bands you've like totally heard of but like don't really get do a lot of touring like yeah. it was kind of, that was really a good I, sweet spot I, I actually went to one of those uh, i was invited to the nhl all-star game and it was like a big warehouse like we're in right now and i walk in the front door and i hear the b-52s and i'm like oh that's cool I, I like the b-52s thinking you know they're just cranking music over the sound system and my friend goes no you idiot they're playing right now <laughs> and i'm like what that is the, the b-52s are right there that's amazing <laughs> i was like holy shit that's so cool because i wasn't expecting it you yeah because yeah, yeah. like you said it was a smaller room you know it was uh, maybe you, a thousand you can yeah you can get people. people you can get people I, I think i think it like the uh, you could do like like john mayer was like two or three hundred kind of levels right. like that yeah i mean we we ultimately were like we don't want our wedding to be a concert but it, it, it was interesting to see the list of course I, I um, you you reminded me of a quick story. So uh, I got married in Philly, um, at the at the Sixth Sense Church in Philadelphia. The the, the movie The Sixth Sense that the, oh yeah yeah the yeah, church yeah, okay. that's right in that. right right. Okay, we got married yeah. there, which was fucking that's, cool that's as cool. shit. Yeah, neat. So my wife's like, you know, I would really like a a gospel choir. Oh yeah, for our you know our ceremony. I'm like, all right. Hannah wanted that too. We ended up not doing. So we money. asked. Yeah. They're like it's a Catholic church. You ain't getting a gospel choir in here. They were oh, like, they were they had a thing with it. Oh, so next thing you know, because I was doing a little better back then. There, Matt Farrow from the Smoking Tire. So basically, it, it turned into a how much game. And guess what? In the end, we had the saints marching in <laughs> in a Catholic church, and everyone's looking at us, going, "How the fuck did you pull that off?" Yeah. I'll well, tell you how you pull it off. You donate to the legal defense. <laughs> yeah, <fund>. right. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. It, it was cool because I, 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 something I wouldn't have thought about. It made know. it very, you know, unique and different. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. All, we were always, uh, you know, we're always about uh, no, making it unique and different. We did something really cool. So I think did I tell you about my friend Christian James Hand, who deconstructs rock music? Yes, it's the coolest. And he huh? does it on the radio in LA, and he does it live. He sells shows. Uh, he sells tickets to the show. I, I want to talk to him. And he on goes the podcast, track so by yeah. track, and it's yeah. amazing. Oh, he's, he performs here in New York too, uh, NoHo Sound, um, uh, like once a month. And uh, so I flew him out as a surprise at the rehearsal dinner to deconstruct Hannah's favorite song for everybody. So I dropped this dude on 150 unsuspecting people. And a surprise for my wife. And he deconstructed Somebody to Love by Queen, which is Hannah's favorite song. And the isolated Freddie Mercury vocals on it are bananas. Bananas. And so, but that was the song we walked down the aisle to. Yeah. So you prime all of these people the night before with intimate knowledge of this song and like a real connection to the song. Now you set them up in an emotional setting already. Yeah. We gave them beers. We served everybody beers in this, during Perfect. the ceremony. Coronas. Perfect. Of course. And Carl said that was the smartest thing he's ever seen in a of wedding. Of course. Carl had some really good notes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was there. It was great. And uh, I'm sad you weren't. But 
I wasn't invited. I know. That's why I'm I sad. I'm sad because I didn't invite you. Now, if I'd known we would become friends like this, I, I would have invited you. Well, but no, you were assuming Carl was going to take me as his I plus one. I thought he was. And yeah. I thought I was going to go. Yeah. And also, but, uh, next thing you know, he... But, man, when you play, you start playing somebody to love yeah. at a, to, as a walking down the aisle, people lost their minds. We got a straight-up standing ovation. Like, there's none of this, like, solemn church shit. Right. It, it became a rock show. Right. It, wait, I, I'll show you the video. Like, I'm not going to, like, make you watch my wedding video, but it's like, I've never seen anything like that before. That's it awesome. It was really, really cool. With Queen, it's all about listening to Freddie Mercury vocals, Isolated, right. which... I, I've done that before. Hang on. Online. Hang on. Because what, I, what I'm looking for on my phone right now is that as a wedding gift, Christian made me a, a, a version of somebody to love that doesn't exist. It's, it's Freddie Mercury's vocals and piano only. Oh, it's a my he, God. He created it from the tracks. No kidding. And... Not fucking crazy. That like is awesome. isolated Freddie Mercury vocals rule. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, imagine going through this song for everybody and then playing it at the beginning. Oh of yeah, the you set People them all lost up. Their fucking yeah, mind. you set them up. And then we set them. We knocked them down at the end too because we planted confetti cannons all over the fucking thing. <laughs> so when I broke the glass and went Mazel Tov, <laughs> confetti cannon. That's awesome. It was so badass. <laughs> that is really badass. Hannah, this is all my wife. She's yeah. extremely creative. I I, uh, I don't think we're going to beat that. Um, let's get out of here. Let's go yeah, to Pig Beach. Dude. Well, we have to go to Pig Beach, uh, celebrate Carl's uh, life with a whole bunch of people, a yeah. whole bunch of barbecue guys and fans. It's going to be it's going to be great, and I'm sure it'll be the next uh, Opie Radio podcast, that's for sure. Oh, quickly, you mentioned Thriller. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the old age home that every year they perform Thriller? I I've think, seen the YouTube videos. It's funny. I yeah, think really I funny. think they perform it around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And did you see the old lady in blackface? Because she was no. Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> so, no. Do you let it go at this point? I, 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 I think, well, it, no, no one was outraged. That's hilarious. But I'm like, oh my god. This well, what's poor funny lady. about that is Michael Jackson really wasn't even all the way black at the no. time. <laughs> no. Blackfacing. The blackface was just bad. <laughs> yeah. And she's just don't sitting do blackface there. even if you're old. All right, let's get out of here. Now all I right. got hiccups because of you. Listen to me on the Smoking Tire Podcast. That's all. Goodbye. Yeah, my friend Matt Farrer, thank you so much. And thanks to the uh, Classic Car Club Manhattan. It, it was uh, awesome once again. They're so cool here. And in the uh, description of this episode is a video that me and Matt did before this podcast. It's 17 minutes of him describing a lot of cool cars. So I hope you check that out. Oh, and also really quick, uh, thanks to Manscaped.com. Welcome back to the Opie Radio Podcast. Real quick, real easy. Go to their website, 20% off right now. Use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. Out! Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-